This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, LSPod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin? Sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! fixture to talk about but lots of other things to discuss hello we're back sorry about the break we didn't have anything to talk about but here we are and joining me for this episode is dan hello dan evening gentlemen hello everyone merry christmas is it too early for that i don't think it is. i don't think so i don't think so and also joining us is jr joe hello hello merry christmas you all building alone how are we all doing Better for hearing that, Joe, I must say. A dodgy Jimmy Stewart for uh, for Christmas. Do you know what? I don't think I've seen It's a Wonderful Life. Really? That is a yeah. that is a Christmas must. It used to be a nice tradition to go to, um, when I was up in Leicester, to go to a nice little pretentious art house cinema and watch it mm-hmm. in the pictures on the big screen on Christmas Eve. Lovely. Yeah, we, we had it all scheduled to watch at the Tyneside in Newcastle once, and we just for whatever reason, we didn't get round to going. It was a big disappointment. I'm a big fan of Jimmy Stewart, so no doubt it's very good and no doubt I'll enjoy it. I just haven't seen it. Dan hasn't seen it, has he? A bit like when you guys make music references. Yeah. I'm just going to stay quiet. It's not my <laughs> game. What What is your favourite Christmas film, Dan? Oh, oh, that's a good question. My wife and I have got into the rather tragic tradition of watching two films every Christmas, guaranteed. And unfortunately, <laughs> it's the holiday and Love Actually. Oh, oh, but I really, 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 <laughs> really like Martin McCutcheon. 
And every year I fall in love with Martin McCutcheon again as the Prime Minister's aide. So um, there's something in it for me as well. Just looking for that perfect moment. Joe, give me some good <laughs> films. Uh, to me, you are perfect. So that's love, actually, isn't it? With the uh, with the cards. Um, what's a yep. great one? Uh, everybody always enjoys um, Elf, but really, if you really want to get the chuckles going, it's got to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, hasn't yep. it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's up there. It's up there, without a <laughs> doubt. Ah, oh, lovely. Well, that's that's the nice part of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Done and dusted. So what we're going to talk about in this episode is we are going to talk about the Man City ticket prices. We are going to talk about COVID and maybe a little chat about the calendar year because it's been quite the do for all concerned. Now, the Man City thing, we were going to do a pod very, very soon after the announcement without really knowing what the announcement would be. We kind of expected there would be price increases and then they were released. And for those who don't go on social media, you, you'd you be over the moon to have avoided it. But what the rest of us saw was relative carnage. You know, fans arguing amongst themselves, either outraged with the price increase or very defensive of the club. Not exactly what we wanted to see or read or hear um, after the last few months that we've had as close to unity as, as we've had for a long time. I think the best thing to do, gentlemen, is to play the audio from a clip or post that Dan made on the day of the price increase. And here it is now. Hi, Town fans. I'm a bit disappointed with the Manchester City ticket prices. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about why. So we've seen a, a staggering £35 match day price for the side stands. Now this is an increase of £12 on your regular league price. Um, you know, some of the under 11s tickets, which are normally you know, one or two pounds, they're being charged £10 to sit with their mum or dad for the Manchester City game. Um, football, especially the FA Cup, it's about glory. It's about dreams. It's, it's not about finance. The finance part is a bonus for a lower league club. But this game just feels like it's being clinically milked by STFC. We had 3,000 season ticket holders or thereabouts from the season before. Um, many of whom chose to waive their refund, which is a wonderful gesture to a club that was in dire straits in the summer. Um, and... You know, the majority of those same fans would have then shouted out for a season ticket for this season at short notice at the end of July, start of August, which you know is another big financial outlay in one hit. And now they're being asked to shell out again to the tune of £35, you know, uh, OAPs, £25, under-18s, uh, quite a large chunk, I forget, off the top of my head. Um... You know, this game should have really been a celebration of all those people who backed the club in the summer and all the people that have played a part at the club in turning the club around. Um, and you know what? People wouldn't have batted an eyelid if it was 23, £25 adults, similar to the league match day prices. Um, you know, especially as it's on TV as well. So that's another £85 grand in the bank coming our way from ITV. Um, that should have been the financial sort of blanket that stops the price rise. It's just all, it's all so needless, so divisive. At a time when the fan base, you know, should be getting giddy about 
Ellis Landerlo having Raheem Sterling or Jack Grealish in his back pocket for 90 minutes. Um, I think the club will end up regretting this pricing decision. I think that's being played out at the minute uh, with some of the mixed feedback we're seeing online. Um, I'll be there. Of course I'll be there. But I'll be £35 poorer, you know, plus your beers and your food and your, your travel and everything on the day. Um, in Christmas month, I can afford it. But for others, that is a huge outlay, especially, you know, families who go together. This is a huge outlay in Christmas month and it just feels... Okay, so Dan, you made plenty of notes on the day. You articulated them very well. Anything to add from that? Yeah, so I think what have we had now? Four or five days for the dust to settle. Um, And I think the thing I wish I'd got across more on the video, and I know you're going to come on to this, Rich, is actually the sort of biggest scandal is actually the increases in the concessionary pricing. You know, 23 to 35 in the adults. You know, it's irritated me, clearly. But in the scheme of things, it's not as bad as... um, the under 18s tickets going from what is it six to twenty five? Um, well, let me let me go through yeah, the, please. the prices because then we can sort of make it a bit clearer. So, non concessions, adult, and I'm comparing to the upcoming game if, if we get to go in against Stevenage. So, twenty three pounds, Man City thirty five pounds, which increase of twelve pounds. Town End nineteen pounds, Cups to thirty pounds, which is eleven pounds there. Over sixty fives. This is in the DRS or the Arkle side stands, £17 to 30 Over 65s in the town end um, is £15 up to £25. Under 21s in the side stands uh, goes from £10 to £30, an incre- increase of 20 quid there. Under 21s in the town end goes from £10 to £25. £15 increase. Under 18s in the side stands goes from £6 to £25, £90 increase. Uh, The town end goes from £6 to £20 plus 14. And under 11s, whatever the stand, goes from £1 to £10. So it's a £9 increase. And of course, we get our limited edition souvenir ticket, which will cost an additional pound to get posted out. Um, I mean, I would say, Dan, before you go into more detail, and as I was saying this off mic, I think for the younger ones, like the under 11s and under 18s too, I think the concession price was really, really reasonable. Yeah, and the club should be congratulated on that. Exactly. Yeah. But the price increase don't have to make it look absolutely extortionate. And aren't we a community club that are trying to encourage people to come in? And it's all well and good offering a ticket for Stevenage for a pound or 10 quid in the hope people come in. But these are the games. Man City is the game. I still remember and talk about the Blackburn game in 95. And Blackburn were the champions of England then. And it was a superb occasion. And those are the sort of moments that this game will create, whatever the result. Yeah. And, and, and... I just think a lot of people have been talking about this and they've been put talking about their own circumstance. So I can afford to go. So if you don't like it, don't go, which is completely the wrong attitude to approach, isn't it? Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, without going at individuals there, um, I'm glad you I'm glad you spoke about that Blackburn game because um, I was seven going on eight 
And that Tuesday night in the county ground against Blackburn, Shearer, Sutton, Hendry, Sherwood, you know, the team who we'd seen lift the Premier League trophy and, you know, the team from the sticker books. Um, you know, that was a big night for me as a Swindon Town fan in my formative years. And hopefully this Manchester City game is going to be as big a night, if not bigger, um, for the, the seven or eight-year-olds of Swindon today. Um what I want to talk about, Rich, is Rob Angus's uh, Monday night panel appearance with Vic Morgan. And I must preface this by saying I consider Rob a friend and all of the things I said on the video and all the things I say now, I would say to Rob face to face in the right spirit. And Clem as owner, you know, through my interactions with the trust, I always found Clem a straight guy. I think he's done a, a terrific job at Swindon so far. But I do think they've got these pricing decisions wrong. And I, w- I would say that to their face. Um, there was a question to Rob about the ticket increases and why, basically, from, from Vic Morgan. And the answer from Rob didn't give me a high level of comfort. Rob spoke about an opportunity to make money and eradicate debt. You know, making money doesn't sound great. Eradicate debt does sound, you know, something you should attain for. But it left me feeling uncomfortable because the sort of thing I kept coming back to in my head was just because you've got an opportunity to make money, does that mean you should make as much money as you can? Are you a community club or not? And six months into their tenure as owner and CEO, it feels like they've kind of shown their colours on on that one, um, which is disappointing. Um, in response to my videos on Twitter, just to sort of, you know, a bit like Manchester United, let's do a bit of fan sentiment uh, tracking or whatever they called it. Um, there's probably 85, 90% of responses to me were supportive or in agreement, probably five eight percent neutral kind of balanced and then you know two or three percent to the contrary and I'm being genuine when I said that like I had another look through earlier and so I do I do think the views you've put across there uh earlier on the pod I, I I do think this is more of the mood music than it's not if you see what I mean mm, yeah Joe nobody in this fan base is surprised that there's a, an increase in prices. Nobody, we would have all preferred freezes. And the, the, the moment during this whole process where I flapped and moaned more than anything was when it seemed to be entertained via a independent poll by a member of the trust, where I feel that the trust shouldn't even be entertaining the notion of a price increase, whether the club do or not, that's their choice, which is what pretty much the trust have gone down. But it was significant and it is significant and it does price out Swindon town fans that go home every week might not have a season ticket holder. They might, they might be season ticket holders, but they, they, they've been priced out because they can't justify taking five, six family members to this and they can't decide on which one to take. You know, it's, it, <laughs> it just seems like a great shame. 
Yeah, it does. And to go back to what Dan said there, um, I didn't catch the panel this week. And to be honest, the sort of when we talk about the mood music, I usually make a point of watching those uh, every Monday, um, probably after the fact, and then you know maybe wash up to them, watch them a little later in the evening. The way that the mood was going, I, I didn't really want to sort of even listen, which is quite a negative point on that. I just thought I don't want to get embroiled. I've read a gut full of it on the forums, a gut full on uh, Twitter. I don't think anybody would have, we might have grumbled a bit, but I don't think we would have begrudged, say, a fiver increase there. But to go back to Dan's point on what uh, Robert allegedly said on the OSC about an opportunity to make money, to me, I see, yes, there is a fantastic opportunity, but I don't see that in tickets. Why not your A4 program that's five or six pounds? Why not the fabled half and half scarves? Why not extra concessions for full house to actually get some other food trucks outside, you know, get some novelty, rustle up some trade, get local traders down. It's not just in hiking up the prices. And when you're looking at that add-on fee of, you know, I'll buy something commemorative or I'll buy you know, a, a training top or a football or an autograph book or whatever the club shop has, that makes me think oh, I might be able to afford to go to the Man City game. But I might feel a little tighter about how many pints I get in the Legends Lounge or what else I get in that, you know, that added value. The whole issue about football tickets in general and why I think even with the prices that a lot of League Two clubs and EFL clubs have is probably too expensive is that, you know, an empty seat is not going to put in that added cost. Uh, And it just seems quite unimaginative to me. Mm, Good luck in convincing me that any seat in the town end is worth 25 quid. (laughs) let alone 30 goodness me um there was an attempt by the club to justify their pricing a eight slide justification which pretty much just said you know we're in debt and Newport did this two years ago but Newport did this in February they're not releasing their tickets the Monday before Christmas um for a kickoff the one thing that really really sort of like made me go oof is in the justification by whoever wrote it they said Clem can't do this on his own why on earth would you buy a football club if you can't do this on your own and not have a board full of investors um it's a fair point (laughs) um yeah so to what you've said there you know about the the nine slide powerpoint deck and you know the the sort of interview that was put up with Rob and Clem um, sort of straight after the announcement and going on the Monday night panel. I mean, the one thing you can say is, is they have fronted up. They've, um, they've owned their decision. So fair play on that front. I mean, if we look at our previous owner, I suspect we would have had a, a five minute clip with Sean Hodgetts on a Saturday pre-match where Lee Power would have said, well, there's the ticket prices, you know, can't find the club on my own, sure. And, you know, that, as we've seen before, that that's pretty poor, whereas at least they're fronting up now. But that doesn't change the merits of the decision. That's just giving you that sort of honesty to say, we're doing this because, you know. So encouraging on the one hand, but, you know, it's still, for me, it's still a poor business decision. I think you're needlessly riling a lot of people and this game might not even go ahead with fans in the stadium. So you might not make any money and you've riled everyone 
Um, <laughs> it just, yeah, for me, it's just needlessly divisive, as I said on uh, on the video clip. In fairness, you know, at the beginning of the season, the declaration was that we will get some things wrong. And I would say this is something that you have got wrong. Um, the worry out of this, like you said, Rich, with the Twitter poll is, I don't see the trust rollers, you know, being around to sort of, you know, launder opinion on a price raise or sort of prepare the fan base for a soft landing. I can accept that issue as like a side thing is to say, I think they've got this wrong it's the wrong approach. It's going to put a lot of ill feeling as we'll come on to later. You know, if there's anything that might jeopardize the game and this money gets held up, that's only going to fester and make things worse. But as a, you know, as a paying member, all right, it might only be, you know, a small contribution every month. I'd expect the trust to not even entertain the idea of a price increase, but they should be able to get that across, you know, as, as clearly and you know, dispassionately as possible to just say, this is what we feel. You do you. You do your decision, and not you know, not try and fluff me up for, for a bumpy landing. Yeah, I mean the the, the poll, the trust in a statement that they released very late, a day or two later um, in the day, um, kind of distanced themselves from that. I mean, it was a poll that was only you know about six hundred and eighty odd participants, um, and I mean, frankly, the the end price wasn't even an option unless you go with other discuss. Um, and that was 1% of what came from it. Um, but the trust have done magnificent things for Swindon Town fans over the last year, but it does feel that their role is changing somewhat and maybe not to how I interpret trusts to represent the fans. I think there is a suggestion of blurred lines. Something that Dan sort of mentioned a little bit earlier about you know the fact that they're fronting it and there's this term that people love and the club love it and it's open and transparent and I think that term is losing its meaning because they use it so much you listen to you read every statement every press release every minute it's all about open and transparent and I, I think sometimes people equate that to being right and just because you're being open and transparent, Dan. It doesn't mean that you've made the right decision, does it? No, I mean, I think you've put it put it well there. Um, yeah, um, we've touched on it, haven't we? It's, it's, you've riled quite a few people. And I know Twitter can be an echo chamber and the yep. people who are unhappy tend to shout the loudest. So maybe it's not as big a proportion as you know, it might feel, but you are riling people and you are alienating parents with multiple kids who feel like it's too expensive in Christmas week and when these games come around once every 10 years that's that's a real shame um you know some some parts of the the open and transparent club I think are working magnificently the the advisory board minutes are a real magnifying lens into the the inner workings of the club and I think um well, from what I've seen so far, it doesn't look like any subject is off limits um, to be in those advisory board notes. So I would encourage Swindon fans to read them. That's giving you a real good look at some of the players in the background, you know, in, in legal terms like Eddie Palladoria. And um, you see the role that the supporters club and the trust play alongside the club. And, and the, 
and the three parties have undoubtedly become closer, which is something we, when I was part of the, the trust board, that was something we were desperate for under the previous ownership. Um, but perhaps, you know, like you say, Rich, there has been a slight blurring, conscious or not, and I suspect it isn't conscious. I suspect the fact that Rob is the CEO and he's an ex-board member and friend of all of those board members, that, that does blur the lines, undoubtedly. Um, what I will say in, in the trust board members' defence, and I know each of them personally, they are well-meaning, intelligent, capable people. Um, and they do want the best for Sydney Town Football Club, I'm sure of that. However, if you could go back a couple of weeks and maybe do things a bit differently, um, they probably would, I suspect. Um, one thing I found odd was, you know, if you, if you were going to do some polling, why not do that from the the Trust Twitter account? You know, you're going to have a wider reach. Um, it's coming through that sort of official channel. Um, yeah, so maybe it wasn't as entirely well thought out, but, you know, in my time on the Trust, I'm sure I rushed into things and I got things wrong. Um yeah, they're they're a good bunch, and they do they do want the best for Sun and Town. I can I can vouch for them on that hundred percent. And I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah. I think you know if you do it on a on a, on the official channels, then it's an official poll, isn't it? And yeah. in my opinion, is that the trust shouldn't be going anywhere near that. Whether they felt that it was just out of interest, or they were doing it on behalf of the club, and I lean towards it probably being the latter. Um, I speak as a as a Swindon fan who probably without going into details, got in a little bit too deep with everything that was behind the scenes in the summer. And and I've said this on the, on the pod before, the impact the summer had on me as, as a Swindon Town fan was quite profound and quite depressing. And I do not want to experience what we as a collective, as Swindon fans, experienced last summer. I don't want that to ever happen again. And as I've said before, I will not let my guard down. And times at the moment, as you would say, Dan, it's peacetime. You know, things are good and they're undoubtedly good at the moment. But if it didn't, who represents us? Because of my fear of these blurred lines, there could that could be a very tricky situation in terms of trust and moving forward and this is very very hyperbolic talk that i'm saying at the moment it's all hypothetical and it's absolutely not what i'm suggesting is happening but my interpretation of a trust is to represent the supporters and i i need to know that's still happening this is a very minor very expensive but very minor sort of situation that we're in at the moment because we're all going to go I'm going to go I'm going to pay my 35 quid and I'm going to enjoy the evening as best as I can regardless of the result but it it was like we've already discussed it was the first opportunity the first moment to reward all these fans that had wavered fees bought three kits gone through just so much unnecessary hassle over the summer and then the first opportunity to make money and they got us straight away and that's that's the biggest dis- that's the biggest disappointment and you know it's a business i get it you know they're just doing what anyone else would do blah 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 but it's just my problem is not necessarily the price increase it's simply that it was too high does the fact joe that man city will probably involve players that aren't in the first team week in week out like liam delap cole palmer does that make the prices more problematic? To be honest, I don't think it's huge concern, but 
at 6.45 or 7 o'clock on that evening, people are going to look at the team lists and they're going to be doing the, sort of the maths of how much they've paid and, and hopefully the squad numbers will be at a, you know, the lower end of the list. Uh, yeah, I think it does make it a bit more problematic. I mean, I was saying on the flip side, when you do the comparative, you know, when the Premier League side is the is the host and the Newcastle game, I think they've got they've got Shrewsbury, is that right? And they're charging um, ten pound a head and five pounds for concessions, which gives an indication of how you know how they're going to prepare for the game. We saw um, a couple of years ago with Liverpool's run where. They didn't even have uh, Jurgen Klopp and they had Yamana Blackpool taking everything. Yeah, the expectation that you're paying £35, you're going to see uh, De Bruyne and co and all of the all of the big stars. Um, I don't know if that's just sort of, yeah, if that might be, you know, seeing the prism of the big name and expecting that. Uh, if I think back to, you know, last last month of going to um, the World Cup qualifiers, um, certainly thinking of the case of De Bruyne, that it would have cost a tenner less to go and see him uh, play it for Belgium against Car- um, against Wales. Um, you'd have to watch Wales. Well, yeah, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it, I think it does it does rankle a bit. I I'd paid maybe about I think about fifteen pounds on the day to see um, Man City play. Leicester away in a Carabao Cup some years back uh, and it was a similar story of second string um, with Edin Dzeko but they still look like the Monstars from Space Jam and they still bullied that Leicester side <laughs> um, I mean it, it, I mean, we are in it is what it is territory and we're not going to harp on about this at all in, on this pod after this conversation because there's nothing else to be said the price is going to go ahead the tickets are going to go on sale. Before before we leave it, though, Dan, what is the point in the free ticket for season ticket holders for uh, for the Oldham game? Well, I think I think there is a point. The club want to get some of those floating fans back for a league game in March. And but how is that a reward for the well, season it's ticket not, holders? Well, it's not a reward for me, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I've spent my whole life trying to get bums on seats, right? Um, <laughs> and as a nationwide employee of the last five years, you know the option to get my hands on ten pound tickets for the Don Rogers stand. You know, I'm always trying to see who's interested to come, who wants to come. You know, come along, give it a try, see if you love it. So I sort of see myself as a bit of an ambassador there, and the chance to get a sort of an eleven or twelve thousand crowd for the for the Oldham game in March, which also happens to be the what would that be? How many years is it since '69? It will be the. 53rd anniversary um, of the 1969 League Cup win that day. So hopefully it's a big crowd, big occasion. But no, it's it's not necessarily a reward for that individual person. It's a reward for the club, yeah, because they get people. It's not a re- it's not a reward for the individual. What I can't understand no. as a floating fan, um, the first of all is that the Oldham game is almost long of way to you know to forget about. I don't know why the idea wasn't to, you know, keep the prices as they are for season ticket holders and that £35 package, say, for the Northampton game that's happening on the Saturday for floating fans like myself to get a two-for-one would make more sense. I think there's scope, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a very quick turnaround, wasn't it, in, in between having to, from the draw to having to make an announcement. And and I think that's this is what, again, Dan alluded to, it's 
earliest opportunity to make money what's the easiest thing to do just raise the prices um as a one-off as if we're not going to beat man city go only <laughs> help on. us if we get liverpool at home in the next round and i think i said this in in the build-up to the cup draw we needed this to be an away fixture and the last week has only proved my point <laughs> i would say is there anything else that we need to talk about on this front um well on the man city front um yeah um, well, they're scoring a few goals. Um, yeah, they are. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. oh boy. Oh, okay, well, Let's save yeah. that for another day. Yeah. Ellis Iandolo, 93rd minute, bending in from a, just out, just inside the box. Pandemonium. It's going to happen. How's his hand? I wonder. Uh, he'll be fit for it. <laughs> <laughs> O'Sullivan. Finney a target in the penalty area. He's found the young Finney. It's 2-0. Two goals in a minute. You can only begin to think the thoughts that are going through the head of Harper and Flowers. We've talked about, we've whinged, we've, we've articulated. You guys have done a far better job than me. Um, I hope people haven't been screaming at their phones or whatever devices saying, you know, get over it because we, like I said, we're going to be there. Or are we? So these tickets go, go on sale um, the week starting the 20th uh, for season ticket holders and they're staggering it. The absolute approach of priority is absolutely spot on. But there's this thing, I don't know if you've heard about it, chaps, it's called COVID. And it impacted the last weekend, fixtures-wise. The overwhelming majority, well, not even a huge list of games, including Swindon's against Walsall, was off. We're seeing the stats of players who aren't vaccinated. And therefore, it's not for me to say whether that's right or wrong, but it is there for me to say, well, isn't this going to happen all the time over the next few weeks then? Because the increase or the risk of them getting a positive test is higher. Are we even going to get into the ground? It's interesting to say, isn't it? I mean, for full disclosure, you know, my, my background is, is healthcare and I've worked you know in in hospital throughout this this whole shebang way from uh, march 2020 uh i'm only gonna be working from home this week because they're refurbing my department and then i'll be back in uh doing all that sort of stuff um and this is the third season the third season that's going to be affected um by this issue um so the big news is obviously this uh omicron variant is uh supposedly from latest modelling super transmissible uh we know that our friends from swindon came to hyde park last week and i think they had a nice time at winter wonderland i think harry mccurdy <laughs> won a uh what was it one of the rescue rangers from one of the stores um and then the sort of rumor mill started going around that the fixture was was going to be off and that a certain number of the squad uh may have got it um because it's extra transmissible, uh, if a couple of gotten just based on sort of, you know, this is sort of pulling numbers out of, you know, recent data and anecdotal stuff, uh, you'd probably look about sort of 70, 80% of the party next to the uh, affected also, you know, contracting as well. Presentation is supposed to be relatively cold like this time rather than your you know just necessarily the 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 dry cough um 
and allegedly a little bit shorter. So it may be that our, our Swindon friends are already feeling um, a lot better. And of course, if they have had COVID and uh, isolate for their 10 days and then they are testing negative, um, there's a good opportunity they should have uh, some natural immunity to return with. So if it has got through the squad as quickly as they're saying this variant has done, um, it may it may not hamper the whole season, but it might make January quite tricky. Well, January is when we're playing that game, and obviously we've got <laughs> we've got uh, games coming up over the Christmas period. So we've got Exeter City, Northampton, and I guess really the focus. I mean, we we don't know who got COVID, do we? I mean, we just we're putting two and two together on the front the fact that yeah. the guys had their um, Christmas due in London, so it could have been anyone. In fairness, but enough for it to be called off. Are we are we going to go behind closed doors? Do you think? I mean, I think everything at the moment seems to be very reluctant to talk about it. I think the Premier League are, are maybe discussing whether they postpone their winter schedule, their Christmas schedule. But I'm sure Amazon will have a word about that <laughs> because it's a it's a big it's a big time for them, and you know. But there is a very real prospect that the government might you know do a, a circuit breaker. And if a circuit break for a circuit breaker to be, you know, meaningful, it's going to be a couple of weeks. And if that happens, say immediately after Boxing Day, then that imp- impacts the FA Cup weekend um, and impacts the games before. So, Dan, do you have concerns? I mean, we're not going to, we're not experts on this, and I'm not going to pretend that we know the ins and outs. But do you have, as a fan, concerns that the next month? As, a, as an attendee of football games, is going to go back to the dreaded last season format? Concerned, definitely. Um, God, when was the last time I was in a football stadium? Uh, it already feels like months have gone by <laughs> um, since, well, what game would it have been? Harrogate, I guess. Um, I, I so wish I'd changed plans and gone to Warsaw now. That just looked like such a fantastic away day. Um Yes, definitely concerned that it would be a crying shame if we had to play Manchester City behind closed doors on telly in an empty county ground, you know, given that it is the sort of game that comes along every, what, seven, eight years, or unless we suddenly morphed into a good cup side. Um, yeah, and then the impact on League Two, it's, it's an interesting one. So we're already a couple of games behind Sutton, for example, in third. Um, you could argue a bit of an enforced break is no bad thing. We did look tired and leggy against Orient and um, the loss that followed um, up at Barrow. But yeah, it's just it's just the uncertainty and, and the not knowing is a, is a killer for a fan. Um, what do we want to do? We want to go and watch our football club. We want to meet our friends and our family at the ground. We want to stick to the routines. You know, the, the horrors of I follow last year. You know, I'm sure there are some sets of fans up and down the country who might look back at last year on I follow fondly because their team did well. But for us, I thought you meant no. our side. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, me definitely not. Um, front room is not the same as uh, DRS. Ruined a lot of evenings in my house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Soured oh, a lot. All, 
it just all blurred in the end, didn't it? The whole the whole sort of January to end of season, it just felt like the same muddled mess, didn't it? I, 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 yeah. I just found myself going, why am I sinking another £10 into this? Uh, just every time. But um, it, I, 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 and again, as a football fan, I, I am concerned, you know, that it's going to happen again. It won't surprise me. It won't outrage me, but it will be like, oh, for goodness sake. And it would be so quintessentially Swindon Town fan if there was some sort of, you know, behind closed doors uh, enforcement or circuit breaker that prevented us from going um, to the FA Cup game because for all of our disdain, all of our concerns, all of our sort of disagreement in, in regard to pricing it is an absolutely magnificent fixture and one that we all deserve to attend, which is part of the mm. reason why so many people are upset with the prices because not everybody who should be there will be there. Um, and I think Cheltenham had their moment with Man City behind closed doors as well, didn't they? And just it's just such a shame for lower league teams. Um, but the tickets go on sale and, and, and let's, let's hope we all get in. I mean, I think that's pretty much all we need to talk about. But I just wanted to really end on a slightly positive note or a more, far more positive note, I should say. And just the difference from the start of the year to now in terms of what it's like to be a Swindon Town fan. At the moment, it's so much better, isn't it? Oh, a hundred times better. Um you think back to the words we were saying back in those months, January to May, you know, disconnected, um, mistrusting of the ownership, um, outraged at the manager's conduct, um, just all the stories from behind the scenes about wages not being paid and just, you know, all the people at the club affected as it got to midsummer, all those people that stuck with it, you know, to now where, you know, it's a nice problem to have, I suppose, that we're moaning about FA Cup third round prices, given that we hadn't been to the FA Cup third round since we beat Wigan back in 2011, 12, I think. Yeah, 11, 12. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I suppose these are the sort of, you know, what feels like massive bumps in the road now, which would have just been a drop in the ocean 12 months ago. Um, yeah, quite, I mean, uh, it sounds hyperbolic, but the club has been saved from the brink. Yeah, it's 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 night and day, really. It's, it's the difference between thinking that, you know, something like a, you know, Sainsbury's local or an Ikea was going to go on top of the county ground and we'd all be distant memory of thinking about Swindon to actually not just having you know a club back not just holding our own in league two but being competitive and as you said about the advisory minutes earlier and while we might grumble about ticket prices the good news and positivity coming from that coming from you know new fan groups you know more inclusion uh, things like that clearing debts actually making payment plans it actually feels like you know a club that's actually forward thinking and forward moving as well absolutely yeah yeah absolutely agree okay shall we shall we end with an end of uh end of year quiz Ooh. Oh. 
This is a surprise. Well, we usually do. We usually do a proper end of season quiz, but because 2021 was so miserable for so long, I couldn't do it to myself, to be honest. So (laughs) let's do a good old fashioned lineup. What do we want to do in terms of lineups? Do we want to do the last game of 2020? Do you want to do the first game of 2021? How do we want to do it? Do you want a year ago today, which was the 19th of December? You choose, and I'll go with it. Joe, Ooh. what do you reckon? I'll tell you what, let's go for a year ago today, as we've got the novelty. Sorry, is this going to be the back and forth where we'll go one and one yeah. and see it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to go with the December 19th, 2020, Swindon Town 2, Charlton Athletic 2. Oh, hot tub weekend. So we have 11 players and plus three substitutes were used that day. So I will only accept, as correct answers, anyone from the starting 11 and the three subs that we used. If they weren't playing or they were unused substitutes, that will not count. I'll give you both a life each. Shall we let Dan go first? Because, Joe, you, you you picked the date. Okay, all right. Brett Pittman. Brett Pittman is correct a substitute okay i'm gonna go for jack payne jack payne <laughs> is correct oh. he was also <laughs> a substitute oh zeki friars zeki friars correct joe tom broadbent Tom Broadbent, as if he'd be fit at this time of year, is incorrect. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You, still, you still have one life left. Okay. Dan, to, take, to increase your lead. Matej Kovar. Matej Kovar or Matty Kovash, whatever it was, <laughs> he did play. One of his last games, wouldn't it? It would have been. Um, yep. Paul Caddis. Paul Caddis. Was an unused substitute, oh. Joe. And there we go, a resounding and quick three-one win for Dan. You could so the correct answers was <laughs> Kovash, Grounds, Friars, Baudry, A. Grant, J. Smith, Odomeo, M. Smith, Conroy, DJ. Oh, DJ! It was, should have been so good. T. Whoa. Smith, and then the subs were Pittman, Payne, and Rob Hunt. Oh, you shamed yourself, Joe. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> deary, deary me. Dan, you're a champion. Well, that quiz was made for me. I'm an absolute football geek. Well, it's Christmas about, but it, the quizzes and fun like that. So it's made me feel a bit more festive. It's more festive <laughs> than driving to wedding rest today and uh, swapping presents with my dad in a cold car park. So thank you for that. Well, I mean, <laughs> I tried to end on a, on, a, on a cheery moment. And then, Joe, you've just taken us down a peg. Oh, it's all right because it, oh, well. it's admitted on it is that we both had a you know both been feeling a little uh, uh a little rough um with the uh, chest infections and things like that and um it was feeling a little bit a little bit wheezy a bit coffee and then um somewhere outside hungerford like he just pulled into a lay by another half hour nap apparently and he sounded much better when i rang him later so if you saw a man sort of uh conked over and drooling <laughs> in a lay by might well have been him I've got no reply to that. Joe. <laughs> Good, that's fine. 
we're not we're not going to be talking before Christmas. So um, I hope you guys have a very good Christmas, and I hope the listeners also have a fantastic Christmas. We'll be doing pods hopefully during the Christmas schedule if there is one. Thank you very much. Cheers, everyone. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everybody. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Oh, hot tub weekend. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.